Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ranger Redhead Cam Stewart. We're also on the clock. We've got a ton of action going on this evening, including games going off the board, conference tournament action. I am on Mid-Tennessee State and Florida Atlantic. Over 140 points. Give me the Salukis and uh, the Bradley. Over uh, 126 as well. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing pretty good, Gabe. Yeah, it's a good start to the day. I'm glad I came on with you and Babano. Uh, last night, we gave the old Duquesne pick. Duquesne, uh, another team in Pittsburgh, Duquesne. The Dukes have been good to me in the past, and they were down big, and they got it done outright. So that was absolutely fantastic in that game. So, yeah, good start to the day, Marenzi. I'm on uh, uh, taking going to take a shot with Bradley. I, I know you like the over, and I like the side getting three in that game. Not going to play too much college. We did a little bit last night, and dabbling worked out well. Four to five games, and that's the thing. Good call on uh, Oregon. They came back. This team is amazing to me. Oregon always trails outright and against the spread, and they find ways in the last three to four minutes to always cover the number. That's a sign of a good team. They don't get nervous down the stretch. But big card tonight, Gabe. Lots of uh, hockey, lots of NBA, lots of college, buddy. We're stacked. Yeah, we've got a bunch of conference tournament action going on uh, right now. And uh, so Southern Illinois and Bradley getting started. The total is 126, uh, uh, 126 and a half in game uh, right now, just as they're about to tip off. I've got the over 126. Tough game here. Both teams kind of blow, uh, to be honest. I lead yeah. with Bradley, but I didn't pull the trigger. And I played the over of the Middle Tennessee State Florida Atlantic game. Uh, as well. I think there's going to be some points uh, here. Tricky, but we do have a bunch of conference games going off the board right now. Campbell and Radford uh, in action. They just got started right now. Joe Lisi is going to step up and in. We've got more than conference basketball uh, tonight, too. We've got uh, our conference tournament. We also have big conference games. Uh, Michigan didn't win the Big Ten the other night. They can win the Big Ten tonight with a victory against Michigan State. Uh, they're laying a lot of points uh, in this game. And speaking of laying a lot of points, man, I'll tell you what. Um, the Baylor Bears uh, laying double digits, 12 yeah. points to a red-hot Oklahoma State Cowboy team. Then all that they do is cover. We got Texas and Oklahoma on the board. Looking forward to Joe Lisi's uh, takes. And, of course, Dave Sharapan's going to step up and, in and uh, join us. We'll get to all of the pucks. Final night of NBA uh, before the All-Star weekend. A lot of stuff uh, to break down, including the Arnold Palmer Inventational uh, as well that continues to go on uh, right now. I put in a six-pack cam of top 20 plays. I did not put Rory in the top 20 because he was minus 200. But a lot of people thought Rory would light it up. Rory is lighting it up six under for Rory. Yeah, I think uh, Rory McIlroy, I, I told you that Rory McIlroy was going to be dangerous this week. For anybody that was listening, watch out for this guy. This is the thing. The guy takes on 
tournaments, he always starts off poorly. Today, he took the lead and Canadian Corey Connors was on fire shooting a seven under Rory McIlroy's right there. That is bad, bad news for the rest of the field because he's a notorious slow starter. So watch out, everybody. Rory McIlroy's there. You can't get the value. He was plus 850 at the start of the tournament. Now you're going to get him around the two to one range. So you dropped it. Sometimes you got to get it before the live bet. That's the way it works, baby. I'd like to welcome everybody in the radio audience here. I'm Cam Stewart along with Gabe Morenci. This is Game Time Decisions. Our friend Joe Lisi will stop by, talk a little college football. We'll talk a little college basketball. We'll talk anything that Joe wants to talk, relationship status, see how his last dates have gone. I tell you, it's tough in New York City to meet a lady. Joe's having a lot of problems. Maybe me and Gabe can give him tips, but I'm not sure we're the right guys in that department. We'll give you picks but we're not going to give you dating tips. That's the problem. We'll just give you picks on the show. It'll be a lot of fun tonight. So what can you say? We got a busy board. We got Lisi coming up. Should be a lot of fun on a Thursday, Marenzi. I'm having a lot of fun so far, Cam, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it never ends, buddy. It never ends. More emails, more emails, but uh, nobody listens. Uh, yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to Lisi. Are we all right now? Are we all right? Is, is the third time the charm right now? So evidently, uh, evidently we're not uh, all right. He sounds good there, I thought. I thought, like, that one was good, but it was a little bit early. before it was bumpy, but I think you're on the smooth highway now. That's just from what I hear in my earphones, but you got to remember, these are airline air- earphones. They're free. They're not a $300 pair, so. <laughs> Listen, earline, earline earbuds are as good as anything else, I'll tell you that. I agree. I agree 100%. So, yeah, I got a little bit of peace in these games, Marenzi. I don't know exactly how to approach the college board tonight. I know Ron Rubber's in the house. I like Rubber. Uh, we did pretty well last night. Gabe, I got to apologize, too, about the the thinking the, the Leafs. These guys just don't lose, but we hit the over. Gabe, good call by you on Boston, okay? Good call, call by you on Boston, on a live dog in the Bruins, and we lose another shootout. So let's add uh, that to the list of disappointments that we have in our life. But we're going to have lots of games. Dave Sharapan's going to drop by. We will talk hockey with him. Gabe and I will break down the NBA. Very, very tricky. Last game's on the board, too. You don't know what's happening. Are these guys already checked out, having sex with their woman, thinking about going somewhere tropical? They get a break from this thing. So we don't know who's going to show up and who isn't going to show up in these games tonight. So we'll break it all down. It's a very, very busy card. Hopefully, uh, I know combined, I'm thinking me and Gabe probably have about, I'm thinking about 40 picks. It'd be the over under 41 and a half with Lisi, maybe about a 44 and a half right there. We'll see if we hit the over or the under, the grand salami and everything else there. But uh, anyway, tough games on the board, but good games. Gabe talked about it. Michigan, Michigan State and uh, college basketball. Great game. That's going to be fantastic. And Oklahoma State, one of the hottest teams, getting 12 points against Baylor. We'll see what happens there. More game time decisions after a short break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everybody. Game time decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We'll get uh, Gabe's uh, audio in chat. Joe Lisi laughing. Hey, it's always an adventure. Hey, Joe. Joe, here, instead of the bumper, here's our bumper. <laughs> Welcome to the circus. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad you're there, Joe. How did uh, how did things go uh, on the dating scene uh, it, it, like that's a, that's a problem too. Like when you meet a woman, what do you do for a living? Oh, I bet on sports. <laughs> Great way to start a relationship. <laughs> yeah, you host the show. All we do is bet. We bet. We bet. We bet. How's that for financial security? Right. I, I thought I thought your forte was college football. You're covering college <laughs> basketball. You're talking NBA. You're talking NFL. What's going on? When do you have time off? It's ne- it never fails. Thursday night. Sh- shenanigans here on game time decisions. I wouldn't have it in any other way, guys. I-, I love spending Thursday night between six and seven with you and Gabe. Nothing better talking college basketball, a little college football, and some NBA action as well. Yeah, Joe, it's interesting too. And I, I thought it was a misprint, but I was right. I'm actually not losing my mind. I, I did Morenci's show last night, and uh, it was a really late one. Started at eight o'clock in the morning doing the golf, and we ended around one o'clock in the morning. Now I know how he feels, but. Uh, I saw this North Dakota, South Dakota game, and it said Thursday, and then I'm thinking, really? So this game has gone off right now. We got Carson Wentz's alma mater, the Battle of Dakota, North and South. I took a little shot. Like, I literally just put, like, 40 bucks. Very, very small play on uh, South Dakota getting the points. Joe, do you have an opinion of this game? It's just kicked off. Yeah, it's not North Dakota State. It's actually North Dakota, which is 2-0 overall. That was a team that went from the Big Sky to the Mississippi Valley Conference, got the Week 1 victory over Southern Illinois, and backed it up last week. What a quality win over South Dakota State, one of the top teams in FCS as an underdog. But, you know, laying 7.5 points in Week number 3 in an interstate rivalry game, I'm always going to take those points. Uh, North Dakota State and North Dakota better on paper, but I'm taking the seven and a half with South Dakota in this matchup, uh, Cam. What do you do? Like, this is the thing. I know me and you and Gabe have been starting this. How do you cap the FCS? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we we cover big conferences. We bet on all those right. games. Joe, I remember back in the day when I first met you, it was great. Our first bet together was Minnesota. Roll the boat. You're like, roll, <laughs> roll it, Ginger. Roll. Come on, Big Red. Roll it. I'm like, yeah, we won outright. Yay, Joe. I'll see the show again next week. But uh, how do you break down these games? Because obviously, it's a different strategy. There's less information. There's a lot more question marks at key positions, Joe. And I found all the obvious things that seem to happen. We talk about even the teams that played, like, you know, the Citadel playing uh, Clemson and all these teams. They actually haven't come out of the gate and covered numbers. It seems to be like these smaller schools. So how do you play this stuff? Because it's very, very difficult. Great point, Gabe, uh, Cam, in terms of this assessment of FCS. 16-4 and four, right through Saturday in terms of underdogs against the number uh, in those 20 games. And we had about five double-digit underdogs that won the ball game outright. I think it's tough treading early on. You really have to take a wait-and-see approach. But if I'm going to take a favorite, right, 
I'm going to take a favorite seven points or less. So those two-and-a-half-point, three-point favorites, I'd be more inclined to actually lay in week number three than a double-digit like North Dakota State laying 19-and-a-half the week after they lose the ball game by 20-plus points. So that's the way I'm looking to cap week number three because I'm not still buying in to the underdog assessment, but you have to tread lightly, go for favorites seven points or less in week number three. Yeah, I'm going to go through the a couple of these games, Joe, see what you say. I know you probably, you know everything about everybody. You know the backup quarterbacks, the third stringers, and some people don't even know that these schools have football programs. When you're thinking about Wofford, like East Tennessee State, you're thinking basketball schools. But uh, let's go through a couple, Joe, and I, I want to get your opinion on the basketball tonight, too. we got some huge games, Michigan, Michigan yeah. State. Baylor, Oklahoma State. We'll get to that in the other segment. What, what do you think? Tomorrow we got action too, and we're not going to talk this stuff with any other guy. So Albany and New Hampshire, New Hampshire laying one and a half, uh, minus 128 on the money line for them. Albany, the Great Danes, plus 104, total 44 and a half. Any opinion? Yeah, I'm going to take New Hampshire. That's a, just what I said in terms of a small favorite playing at home. I like New Hampshire in that matchup. Now, Albany played Pittsburgh earlier in the year last year, played very well. They lost 33 to nothing, but they played well in the first half. But still, New Hampshire has a speed advantage, laying a short number under three. Think they can run the football effectively. I'm going to take New Hampshire minus the one and a half in that ballgame, Cam. Yeah, that's a standalone game there. And then we got a lot of action when we're talking about the sixth, uh, Joe. Uh, a school that we know, hoof, woof, woof, Wofford. Wofford against East Tennessee State. Wofford laying four and a half. This is like, if I were just to look, I think it would be a college basketball game here, but minus four and a half total. These totals are really low too, Joe. That's yeah. the one thing that I noticed. We're getting old NFL totals, 42 and a half, 44 and a half. Like, we don't see the big ones here. So Wofford. Uh, minus four and a half against East Tennessee State. Uh, anything you like, side or total? Yeah, I like East Tennessee State. I think they, again, they have a speed advantage. I think they could stretch Wofford over the top in terms of the passing the game. And, and I think they can win this ball game outright. But I'm with you in terms of the total as well. Didn't like the way Wofford played their first couple of games. I like East Tennessee State in this matchup, but I'm going to go over the total. We're in week number three now. Continuity in terms of the offensive line, quarterback to wide receiver relationship. So you might look to some of these overs in week number three. I like the over in this ballgame as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I just can't believe, like, I'm looking through the thing. The first four games, we got a 44-and-a-half, a 42-and-a-half, a 47-and-a-half, a 43-and-a-half, one total basically over 50 and we'll get to that game Villanova and Stony Brook there but uh uh Maine, Maine and Delaware we talk about this Wofford what about uh, actually yeah Maine and Delaware we didn't get to that game by uh, the third game on on the board here Delaware isn't that the uh, Rich Gannon the fighting the fighting blue hens minus two and a half against Maine used to be a hockey school they're playing football Delaware minus a buck 40 Maine plus four, four, 114 total 47 and a half. Joe, if you got an opinion on this one, you're a better man than all of us. <laughs> I like Maine here as the underdog. Now, again, a short favor. Joe Flacco's former alma mater as well in terms of Delaware yeah. in, in that matchup, right? It's a small favor, but Maine can run the football. They have solid quarterback play at catching two and a half points. It's typically a rivalry game. I'm going to take the two and a half. I like Maine on the money line in this ball game. Cam, I think they can win outright. I think it'll be tough early on, but Maine, to me, is the better team in this ballgame. Yeah. Oh, Joe, here's one that uh, screwed us up hard last week. Didn't we both like yeah. Youngstown? That, that I don't think that worked out very well. 
And yeah. I told uh, Marenzi, my doctor went to Southern Illinois, and I'm, I seem to be getting redder every day, so I don't know where he got his diploma from, probably a <laughs> Cracker Jack box. And Wetzel went to South, uh, Southern Illinois as well, too. So, That's- hey, if you see a Saluki, you better run the other way. That's what I'm thinking right now. But the Salukis were fantastic. Joe, that was the story of last week, their big, big win. Didn't they beat Carson uh, Wentz's old team? They like not yep. they not just covered his dogs. They murdered them outright. Now, is this an overreaction? Maybe we come back to Youngstown State at plus 7.5. Southern Illinois is laying 7.5, and, and the total, 43.5. Is it an overreaction, Joe, or are they just that good? Well, here's the problem. I mean, Southern Illinois lost week one to North Dakota, but a quality defense and offensive effort to put up 38-plus yeah. points on North Dakota State's defense, that's a dynamic effort. The problem with Youngstown State is defensively, they could be possibly one of the best defenses in terms of FCS having problems scoring points. That's the one concern, Cam, in this matchup. I would lean to Southern Illinois. I don't like this matchup because it's the overreaction after a big win knocking off the top team in FCS, but I would still look to Southern Illinois. Better offense than Youngstown State in this matchup. Still don't like the total. I would lean to the under here. And we'll get one more, Joey. Talk about this one. This is the highest total on the board so far, and uh, it's funny. Yeah, I used to work with a guy uh, who went to Stony Brook, Villanova. Actually, maybe, Joe, will wait for this one uh, after after the break. Yeah. There should be interesting, though, but Villanova, people don't know. Villanova's not just a basketball school. They actually do have a good football program, and they're in, they get they get things done. They're laying nine and a half versus Stony Brook, and in this spot, minus 375 money line for Villanova, and the total in this game is 54 and a half. More with our boy Joe Lisi, more college football breakdowns, college hoops, and a whole lot more coming up on in-game live. Sorry, game time decisions on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart. This is Game Time Decisions. I'm with the guru, Joe Lisi. We're talking about hair products and dye. No play for Mr. Gray at the bar. That's one of my favorite commercials. Hey, Mr. Graybeard approaches Miss Hottie. Rejected. He should use brush in just for men color gel. And I'll tell you really? one thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of negatives about being uh, the gambling devil and a redhead, Joe. But one thing is right. genetically. We go gray the latest rather than anybody else. That's what old Italian guy told me. He goes, you know, you red guys, they used to live in the north of Italy. They never, never, never go white. You keep your hair. It's true. And I know like guys that are 70 who still got like their stupid ginger mop tops. But anyway, that's a story for another day. I know some people at the network are uh, 
trying to feel young, think they still got game and can pick up Miss Hottie at the bar. So we'll see what happens there, Joe. Villanova, Stony Brook. This is fun. My my uh, guy used to work with, uh, went to Stony Brook. I know a lawyer who went to Stony Brook. Uh, they're getting nine and a half, but Villanova, <laughs> superior club there. Joe laying nine and a half on the road. Biggest total here, buddy. We don't see this. This is more like a regular total at 54 and a half. So I guess the books expect a little bit of offense right now. Yeah, and, my, and I have family members that graduated Stony Brook as well, and the head coach, Chuck Piori, actually recruited me when I was in high school back in the day. So I uh, <laughs> know the Stony Brook program very well. He was defensive back coach back at Union College in Schenectady, New York. But you mentioned Villanova, speed advantage, Stony Brook pro- playing at home, catching nine and a half points. Uh, Cam, this is a tough matchup because, again, Villanova on paper is the superior team, but they haven't covered these large double-digit numbers, right? They're going to have to win by 10, 13-point number. I'm going to be inclined to take the 9.5 with Stony Brook playing at home. They could possibly strike the upset. I'm going to roll the dice here. Well, you're, yeah, you're getting nine and a half at home, and that's always an enticing thing. I find I find it really interesting, uh, Joe, and it's what we talked about before. The publicly backed FCS teams, they're never covering. It's like because no. people only know a few teams, so they're smashing those, and it never works right. out. It's kind of an interesting story. So almost you want to do a little, dig a little bit deeper and take a team that no one knows about and uh, maybe steal one. Cause there's, and I've noticed another thing, Joe. How does this compare to the regular stuff? But I'm seeing like, 17 point dogs in this stuff went outright like it happens in regular college but it seems to me in this like you get a dog there must be some crazy money line dog scenarios and i know how you like to do it joe hey guys why don't we just throw it down on santa clara (laughs) 50 to 1 against gonzaga we'll make we'll make stacks they were were in it weren't they it was tied at halftime i mean it was unbelievable it was a nip and tuck two-point game the whole way i mean you mentioned, you know, the underdogs, right? Dixie State knocks off Tarleton State, right? The week after yep. Tarleton State knocks off FBS New Mexico State. So the books have to be cleaning up. I don't care on any action that's coming through from an FCS level because even if you're taking money liners, these double-digit favorites are losing outright. So, again, it's week number three, though. The cream is going to start to come to the top. It's not going to be like all of a sudden all these top programs are going to lose every single week. It's a short week if they have their sights set on a playoff contention or uh, a, a postseason berth they got to get it into gear so again I would start looking to the overs week number three but this matchup in terms of that we broke down Stony Brook and Nova like the points but again looking week number four that's where I think the double digit favorites will come back to form yeah, it usually happens that way. You get you catch the dogs, and then when everyone thinks it's going to be all dogs and the favorites come in, that's just the way it works, and almost yeah. it feels like betting all sports. Here's a good one, Joe, and not, not bad, too. My buddy used, uh, bets the Citadel all the time in college basketball, and we got, oh, uh, the Chattanooga choo-choo. We got Chattanooga uh, laying six and a half at the Citadel. Uh, Chattanooga minus 300, Citadel plus 235 money line, total 45 and a half. Any opinions of this one there, Joe? Yeah, I would take Citadel here. Now, Citadel stepped up against Mercer, laid a short number of three and a half. They trailed 28 to nothing basically in the second quarter and made it a game with 28 fourth quarter points. Now they're catching six and a half to a Chattanooga team that on paper, again, is the better team. They have a speed advantage, but this is a a Citadel team. Wants to run the football. They're a military school. 
I think they come to play half coming off a loss. I like the Citadel in this spot. I think they win the ball game outright. It's actually an interesting angle, Joe. And it's it's something that you know everyone tries to crunch numbers and. I think it's important to do your research, but me and you are kind of old school that way too, right? You got to go like institutions. We talk about Army, Navy, Air Force. Usually when these teams have a bad week and get embarrassed, I like to come back to a regular team. You almost want to come back even more with these guys. They play with a level of personal pride. It's not just about them. It's about the school, the country, country, everything else. They usually don't lay two eggs in a row. That's what I've noticed with that stuff, betting all, all types of sports with those institutions. Jackson State, Rambling State. Grambling State minus ten and a half, Joe. These man, I can't believe the size of these spreads. Like, there's no pickums. Like nine. Look at this thing: nine and a half, ten and a half, twelve and a half. Grambling State ten and a half total, fifty and a half. Uh, isn't is Jackson State Dion School? Yep, it is. And they were yeah. supposed to play Mississippi Valley State last week. It got postponed due to COVID. That game got pushed back to March 13th. So now Grambling State, again, the superior team. But Jackson State, in terms of preparation, has an extra week of it, uh, of basically preparation here. I'm going to lean to Jackson State. You know, Dion, Warren Sapp, Terrell Owens, that coaching staff, I think will have that team ready. They might not win in this ballgame against Grambling State, but catching 10.5, I think they definitely cover this number. What do you think about the total? What is it? 50.5. Ooh, see, that 50.5 is tough. It is a good number in terms of, but, you know, Jackson State wanted to run the football. Jones, their quarterback, completed 17 of 19. It was more short-intermediate passing game in that week one matchup. That's the only concern. I think they'll, Jackson State will want to run the football, sustain drives against Grambling State. That can lead to the under. So don't have a good feeling about that total right now. We got Presbyterian and Gardner-Webb, another huge spread. Gardner-Webb, I actually bet these guys in basketball a few days ago. They didn't come through. They actually choked at the end of the game. Gardner-Webb laying 12.5 at home, uh, minus 600 money line. Presbyterian plus 420 on the money line in the total. 47 and a half. Joe, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I like Gardner-Webb here. Now, Presbyterian stepped up in recent years, played ACC teams like uh, Clemson and actually played Wake Forest, get blown out each and every year, Cam. But, you know, going up against Gardner-Webb, physicality on the offense and defensive lines, I think that the superior team can run the football, and I think they can cover this number 12 and a half fairly easy. That's a good number to lay. It's under 14, under that key number of 13. So if you're going to lay a favorite, a double-digit favorite, I like Gardner-Webb here. This one has a, a little bit of a soft spot in my heart, Joe. I think in trivia, I'm not even sure if Stump the Schwab can get this one, but <laughs> one of my favorite Seattle Seahawks running backs – Chris Warren went to Furman. Yes. He was a fourth-round draft pick out of the Furman Paladins. And I remember him, and he was a very underrated back when he played. Like, when I was younger, I was like, the Seahawks, like, I love the way Chris Warren ran. He, he was actually a great running back for a while, just had a short career. Furman and Sanford, Sermon, uh, Furman's land nine and a half in this spot. And uh, the total in this one's 54 and a half. Are the Paladins, are they worthy of that number, Joe? They are. Both teams coming off, you know, good week two performances Sanford played very well last week, though, Cam. You know what I mean? I like the over in this matchup. Both offenses explosive. They put up over 24-plus in their Week 2 performances. I'm going to lean with the points again. This is, again, equally matched teams on paper. Give me the points, but I like the over in this matchup between both of these teams. 
taking a shot with the over in yeah. Furman and Sanford. And uh, we got another one here, VMI and Western Carolina. What's Western Carolina? Are they the Catamounts? I think they're the Catamounts off the top of my head. VMI and Western Carolina. VMI, uh, they're laying eight and a half in this spot, Joe. A huge total in this one. See, now we're talking, this is more like an SEC total here. 62 and a half, VMI minus eight and a half, and a huge total of 62 and a half. Joe, or do we go over the number here? Or do you like the under? What do we do with this one? Well, typically eight and a half, you lean to the underdog, but VMI, again, another physical team on the offense and defensive lines. I think they can run at will on this team overall. So I would lay the eight and a half, but again, this total in the 60s scares me. Every last week, Eastern Washington and Idaho, 63 and a half, didn't even come close with 49 total points. So I would lean to the under here until these high totals start showing themselves. I would say bang the under, under 63 and a half, but like VMI, minus the eight and a half points in this matchup, Cam. Here we go, Joe. A couple schools that you know. Uh, that that play football too. My boy, kicker Steve Christie, William and Mary, the tribe. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. I actually got a video I should show you, like kicking kicks with him. He's like, Cam, you suck. I go, hey, Steve, I was a kicker in high school. Come on, yeah, it was the best. We went down there like at, at a Toronto Argonaut CFL game and we were kicking. But really nice guy, William Mar- Mary. That's his alma mater, Richmond. Bet against them in basketball t- today. Duquesne got the outright win, but Richmond is laying three and a half at home against William and Mary. Uh, very low total in this one too, Joe. 43 and a half. I expect kind of a grind them out game. Very, very small total. Yeah, Richmond likes to throw the football, though, and I think here laying a short number, this is a favorite I like. Richmond at home laying the short number in this matchup. But again, 43-and-a-half, Cam, uh, this is a total I think they could sail through. Again, you know, if it was high 40s, 48, 49, I'd say, you know, the number scares me. But at 43-and-a-half, I want to jump in on this total. Again, we've seen traditional unders up until this point, but this is an attainable number. I mean, you're talking basically 24 you get the cover on both ends in terms of this matchup with Richmond and the over. So lay the three and a half, take the over 43 and a half in this matchup. This is one of my better plays for the weekend. Nice. I like that, Joe. I'm going to, yeah, I've only bet a couple, but you got to really be careful with these games. And I think I'm going to lean more dogs when I'm betting this league, try to figure it out before we put some more units on this stuff. We'll be back with Joe Lisi. We'll break down the rest of the board. Man, there's a lot of games and we haven't even got to college basketball yet here on Game Time Decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart along with Joe Lisi. Uh, Gabe, hopefully he'll he'll be back. We just got some technical stuff that we're working out right now. But thanks, guys, for sticking around. And I appreciate you, Joe. Like, honestly, imagine doing this with anybody else in, like, North America. Can, can you tell me about the Elon College football team? They're like, nee, 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 nee. I'm out the door. <laughs> That'd be the best. Hey, can you tell me about the, the, the William and Mary game? The, what, William and Mary, the, the couple that are swingers down the street? Yeah, yeah, they're coming over. Throw, throw the keys in the in the goldfish bowl. Like, are you yeah, kidding? that was That's the what I, love about, I love about you, Joe. Like, you know college football. Like, it's uh, – like, I got to admit, I know these teams and stuff, but you know, like, your knowledge for this stuff is absolutely superior. I'm just going to plow through the rest of it, Joe, because next hour we got Dave Sherapin coming on. We'll talk pucks and hoops, and I want to get uh, in the final segment some college – basketball with you but let's go through this stuff and fly through these games alabama a&m and south carolina state this is an interesting one though lisi south carolina state is minus 10 and a half in the game i don't see a total at FanDuel. why wouldn't there be one do they expect like is this a type of like a first to first to 50 game with these schools or what's the deal (laughs) well south carolina state is the superior team in this matchup i don't know if that's why there's no total post and i haven't read anything in terms of a COVID type of situation with Alabama A&M or anything like that. But I can tell you, you know, just from the gambling angle, from a speed perspective and offense and defensive line play, it's South Carolina uh, a State in this matchup or bust for me. I cannot take Alabama A&M with the points here in this ballgame. I think the better team is favorite, and I think they win this ballgame convincingly. Total, I would put it in, in 58 58 and a half in terms of that, but we'll see if they get there in terms of, you know, the both, uh, both teams' output this coming Saturday. Biggest favorite on the board. Uh, we know how good these guys have been. They've beaten teams in Division One. James Madison, they're laying 21 and a half against our old friend Elon. Uh, we got a total of 47 and a half, Joe. That's weird. We always know the big spread, uh, low total, basically saying they don't see Elon scoring very many points in this game at all. Yeah, now James Madison had a tough matchup against Robert Morris, 38.5-point favorites. They were tied at the half, pulled away in the second half, won that matchup by 20. Listen, James Madison's back's on the wall. You know, they cannot afford a flat type of game coming out this Saturday because we saw all the top teams lose, right? So based off that fourth quarter performance, the fact that they turned it on, I'm going to lay the 21 and a half here with James Madison just based off the other top FCS teams losing last Saturday. If they are one of the best teams in the country, they got to show it this weekend. And I would lay the 21 and a half in this matchup against Elon. This one should be pretty tight. Idaho State and Southern Utah. Southern Utah, the home team, minus three and a half. Buck 76 on the money line for them and a total of 54 and a half. I can't believe you got an opinion on every game, buddy. It's very impressive. What do you do here with Idaho State and Southern Utah? I would, I would lay the points here with Southern Utah. Short number again. That goes back into what we talked about. You know, if you feel both teams are even on paper, you got to take the short favorite. You know, you're not asking for a lot. Home field advantage with or without fans just from the COVID environment has to be at least two points, right, Cam? So you're not really yeah. asking for that much. Laying three and a half at home with Southern Utah, that would be the way to go for me. 
Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Southern. Uh, we're getting, I can't believe how many games we're are on deep. the card. Joe. We're going deep here. This is real deep here. <laughs> the <laughs> this best is as deep I, as they go in college football. Oh, I'm, I'm scrolling and scrolling. I'm looking at Dixie Stadium like we got like 10 more games after this one. What the hell's going on here, Joe? There's a lot of games, man. These guys don't, these guys don't screw around. But what do we got with Southern and Arkansas, Pine Bluff? What's the Southern line on minus, that? Because I just Southern minus ten line? and a half. Southern ten and a half, fifty-five. And uh, a half. I would t- I would take the points there. You know, not a strong opinion on that game, but again, you know, ten and a half point favorite. Haven't seen Pine Bluff play this year, but again, it goes back to the double-digit favorite here. Big number right now. I'm inclined to take the points. Not one of my better picks for the weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, these are tough. Okay, here this is what we do. This game I find actually interesting. So, right. North Dakota State. Yep. They have they have question marks, right? But they still have that pedigree of being one of the right. better teams. They're laying 19 and a half at Missouri State, total right. 44 and a half. Do you take Missouri State in this spot or do you think North Dakota State can get it right? Well, Missouri State, Bobby Petrino, right? You know, got the five-point victory last week as a four-point favorite. They barely covered. But, you know, they played Oklahoma last year, earlier on in the year. And now is it an overreaction? I'm going to be inclined to take the 19.5 points here because, for me, North Dakota State, Zeb Nolan didn't show me anything last week. Short, intermediate, passing game. It's almost like the Mike Tyson knockout. They got laid out. What are they going to show? They've never been in this situation before when they not only lost, but they got blown out. What's the mindset? Give me Bobby Petrino plus the points in this matchup. I mean, 19 and a half is a huge number to lay on the road. It is. The Idaho Vandals. <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about the stadium, Joe. Dome of the year. Love, oh, love Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I went to uh, a Detroit Lions game too. Seattle's quarterback John Deep Freeze with a Z. He was uh, he's an right. Idaho Vandal. It was a crazy game. Joe, I didn't tell you the whole story. I, like I was like the only Seattle Seahawks fan there, and it was like a huge game. And uh, they're playing, so all the Lions fans, whatever they had, no fans to begin with. But I find the Seattle like family section. So I'm sitting with Howard Ballard's his family and all the all the thing, and we're like, "Oh, go Seahawks!" And they needed the game. Lamar Smith had like 180 rushing yards at the half. It was like the best game of his career. We're killing these guys. They come back. So Freeze, Freeze, uh, he basically had to come in because Rick Meyer got hurt in that game. And then I'll never forget at the end, Seattle. They're gonna they're gonna win the game. They're gonna win the game, Joe. It's a chip shot field goal. And Chris Berman talked about it on on ESPN Game Day. He's like, "Oh, the." Yeah. Have you ever been to the Pontiac Silver Dome and those, you know, the tunnels and the wind? And Todd Peterson from Georgia, he was Seattle's kid. He was a good right. kicker. He, he was right. automatic. I'm sitting there and the ball goes, wee, just took like a song. It's like the Seahawks lose. The Seahawks. I'm sitting there going, what? I can't believe we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't beat the Lions. I was started getting, uh, I was sucking back beers. The bus left. I was stranded in Pontiac, Michigan. I had to get back to Detroit to get a bus ticket to get back to Toronto. It took me like 24 hours. I wasn't working for a few days. But let me tell you, Joe, don't get lost in Pontiac. It was a real hard time to get back there. But, yeah, great memories with the Seahawks. I almost get killed, and then I get stranded in Pontiac, Michigan at the at the Silver Dome there. So what do we got with uh, UC Davis, Idaho? Any opinion, Joe? Do you like the Vandals or you like the dog? 
that was a quality win over Eastern Washington at home. I mean, they were trailed 21-14, picked up the victory 28-21. I mean, UC Davis, we've seen them play Stanford. We've seen them play some of the Pac-12 teams throughout, you know, the last couple of years have stepped up and scored points. But, you know, Idaho is playing well. Short number again to UC Davis. Playing at home, I'm I'm gonna take Idaho there, and that stadium by far is the best in FCS. Them in Eastern Washington, my two favorite stadiums in terms of the FCS stadiums. Cam, unbelievable atmospheres. Speaking of that, Joe, it's just a natural segue. Eastern Washington minus fourteen and a half against the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Uh, total sixty four and a half. This is one of the highest ones on the. Uh, that's the thing; these teams can score. What do you think about Eastern Washington? That's big chalk, buddy. It is. I'm going to take the points there. Again, they lost the ball game outright. Again, another overreaction. Think they win. Wasn't impressed with their offensive output. Idaho, not a dominant defense. I think Eastern Washington wins, but I'm taking the points with Northern Arizona. One more, Joe. I'm not going to go through every single game, but uh, just more of the bigger schools. Kurt Warner's alma mater, Northern Iowa, uh, minus eight and a half at home against Illinois State. Uh, The total in this, oh my God. Am I seeing this right? Oh, this is a 1980s uh, Jets-Dolphins game. 36 and a half, the total for Northern Iowa and, uh, and Illinois State. Oh, God, that's low. 36 and a half. Northern oh Iowa God. playing well. Shut out Youngstown State, right? 21 yep. to nothing, you know, as an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, the line opened up at six and a half. I got to go with Northern Iowa. They're playing with confidence, coming off a shutout. Love the way the defensive line is playing. Again, not one of my better picks, but you got to go with Northern Iowa here, laying the eight and a half points in this ballgame. Anything else on the board, Joe? Any other opinion? The final game of the night, I guess the getaway special, but it's not really that late. Dixie State, the Trailblazers, uh, getting three and a half. New Mexico State at home, minus three and a half. They're laying a buck 88 on the money line, total 56 and a half. Joe, anything on uh, Dixie State and New Mexico State? Like the over there, you know, New Mexico State, right, you know, got embarrassed week one uh, against Tarleton State. The total came in. I I would think that they show up here. If they have any pride, they're going to put up some points on Dixie State. Dixie State knocked off Tarleton State. They can score as well. 56 and a half is a short number for both of these teams. I'm going over the total there. Yeah, I'll tell you, Joe, <laughs> the segment, people are like, what the heck are these guys talking about? Is, is this football? Right. Yeah, th- th- we have football games going on. Right. Here. That's that's the exact crazy thing. So update right now with some of the conference tournaments, Atlantic 10, George Washington leads George Mason, uh, 25-22. Mason was a six and a half, seven, a seven point favorite, I think, at the start of the game, minus 70. Uh, they are in the money line. They're down three. Campbell, uh, the Camels up 35-25, uh, 37-25 on Radford. Uh, Fairfield and Manhattan. Fairfield, the Stags up 32-26. And Southern Illinois and Bradley, it's a tight one. I got a little piece of Bradley plus three, and they are down six right now, 38-32. to So, Joe, college basketball tonight. I was really hoping that Gabe would be there for this uh, Michigan and Michigan State game. Can't wait for this one tonight. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Michigan State's been good. These guys have been grinding and grinding. Michigan, it felt like a letdown spot. I know you say, how do you have a letdown spot against a team like Illinois? But it was. I think maybe they were looking ahead in, in that type of game. But I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. They won't be looking ahead tonight. What do you think, Joe? Battle of Michigan. Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan's laying 12. 
and the total 139 and a half. What do you think about this one? That's a lot of points. Yeah, I think Michigan wins, but I do feel Michigan State covers this number. A very good win over Indiana off the disappointing loss to Maryland Saturday, Sunday afternoon, excuse me, as a three-and-a-half-point underdog, right? They they were outscored in the first half basically 20-6 to six and never looked back in terms of Maryland's dominance in that ballgame, but they bounced back with a quality win over Indiana. That was a gutty blue-collar win. I think it carries through against Michigan now. I just thought Michigan was ripe for an upset there after the gauntlet in terms of the four straight games that they went through. Indiana, they went through Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. I mean, to dominate all four of those games, Illinois, I believe, caught them at just the right time. But it is a rivalry game, 12-plus points. How can you not take Sparty in that matchup? Yeah, and they've been playing really well, too. This is Tom Izzo's MO. It seems like every year it's just kind of like everything's a lead-up to uh, right. the March Madness tournament, right? This is what he does. He just gets it right, tries different things. It's a lot of points. I think Michigan's the better team, obviously, but 12 points is a lot of points. I don't really have an opinion of the total. I think Gabe would probably take the over uh, in that game at a buck 39 and a half there. Oklahoma State and Baylor uh, should be a good one here. Baylor minus 12. Oklahoma State, though, getting no love. And I made a big mistake this week, Joe. I thought, you know, uh, Oklahoma was in a good spot against these guys. They lost the first Usually I come back to them in the second, but they're just so damn gritty. Uh, we got 30 seconds left before the end of the segment, Joe. We can go through this game there, but uh, early lean in this one. Oklahoma State is a hard team to get in front of right now. They are, and the last time they lost is when I bet them against Baylor, catching 13 and a half points. They got blown out in the second half about a month and a half ago, so I would still take the points with Kay Cunningham and the crew. We're going to break down the rest of the college board there, and we got more NBA and hockey in the next hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, game time decisions. Wrapping things up with our boy Joe Lisi. Basically went through every single college football game on the board this weekend. You got to find. You gave him everything, Joe. It was like a buffet. If you can't find a dish on that dinner plate, well, you got bigger problems than us because you gave us a smorgasbord right there. So Baylor twelve and a half. What do you think about that total at one forty eight as well? You think they can get there? Should be a lot of points in that game. They can, but you know what? Last game, I believe, was an under, and if Baylor brings their A game, it's going to be very difficult for Oklahoma State to get into the 80s, so I would lean under there, under the 140.5 in that matchup. 
there's another great game. It's got, everything's kind of falling falling under the radar. We've got the conference tournament games right. uh, going on. But listen to this one, Joe. This is a very good game. We just talked about this team. Me and Marenzi, like I'll give Oklahoma – uh, credit there, but Oklahoma State has been fantastic. What's Oklahoma going to do? This is two setbacks now, back-to-back losses to uh, your interstate rival, and then you're playing a team you hate even more, like the Red River Shootout. It's Texas and Oklahoma. Always a lot of fun when these schools get together. So, Boomer Sooner laying two and a half in this one, Joe. Total 144 and a half. I got to think Oklahoma finally finds a way, but they're kind of a team that can't get it done right now. Yeah, they got the one-point victory on the road in Austin earlier in the year. But if you're Texas, Cam, you know, they're like Texas basketball is Texas football. When are you going to show up, especially on the road? You're the nice, beautiful Ferrari until you hit the sidewalk and you break into a million pieces. you got to show some resolve. If you're a top 25 team, you got to beat Austin Reeves and Brady Manick on the road. Let's get it done. I'm taking the Longhorns plus the two points in this ballgame. You're so right, though. That team will just continually disappoint you. Like every time you think they're back, like this is the thing. They're like glass even like Joe, they are glass yeah, yeah, Joe they, and Mike Tyson knockout. Football too. It's like every like yeah. you guys should be like a top ten team all the time. It shouldn't even debatable with the pool pools you have, the players, everything going on. But the same thing. It's uh, it's just unbelievable to me. You know they compete, but they should be way way better than they are. There, it's just. It's absolutely stupid. Anyway, Joe, love you, buddy. I hope to talk to you soon, and uh, good luck with all the picks. And uh, next hour, we got Dave Sherapan coming up after the update from Jay in Game Live coming up next. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.